You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning, and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a shout out to Denim Marketing as our show sponsor. Known as a trendsetter, Denim Marketing has been blogging since 2006, podcasting since 2011, and is currently working on strategies for the Google Helpful Content Update and ways to incorporate AI into sales and marketing. So contact us when you need quality original content for social media, public relations, blogging, email marketing, promotions, and more. Well, in today's market, it can be difficult to understand who's buying homes, what buyers are looking for, and how to effectively market communities to the right target audience. So with me today is Senior Vice President of Strategic Growth, Barbara Ray with WIC Marketing, and she's going to share a study they just did on buyer profiles and demographics. I'm really excited about this. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you, Carol. I'm so glad to be joining you to talk about this really important topic um, in a world that is something you and I both spend a whole lot of time in. (laughs) Absolutely, we do, don't we? Well, take a quick minute and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So as you've introduced me, I'm Barbara Ray. I've been with WIC Marketing for at least 18 years now. We're an agency in Austin, Texas that has since 1995 focused on the builder industry, master plan developers, multifamily. We do strategic brand development and every piece of marketing support that you can imagine that might be needed in those spaces to help our clients be successful in the work that we do. Um, we have worked from California to Florida to the Midwest and you know everything across the globe, but we are based in Austin and really enjoy that space as well. Hopefully you are working to help keep Austin weird with all the bats and all. <laughs> Absolutely doing our part. And and like you, Carol, I know we've known each other professionally for a lot of years now. We we share that same passion for um for this industry. And I know we've all been on quite a lot of a roller coaster, you know, not only in the industry over these last years. So it's been interesting to try to navigate our space and our clients' space in this world where home took on a lot of different meanings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it has been kind of crazy, you know, and it's been crazy good for those of an age, you know, in agencies, we've all been busy since pre-pandemic, but but it's been a crazy roller coaster. I mean, you look back to COVID and I feel like we wrote and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote. Everything changed, it seemed like daily. So, you mm-hmm. know, just the volume of communications that I think are needed today for home builders and developers are just, it's at a higher level than it's ever been. So that's so very true. And and um what that messaging needs to be. I mean, like we don't we don't ever say things like in these unprecedented times that everybody was saying it for a while, right? You know, and just right. to connect with buyers has changed because we as prospective buyers ourselves have changed. You know, a lot, a lot has gone on, especially around the meaning of home. Yeah. Well, give us a brief overview of your recent Beyond Buyer Profiles and Demographics Studies. I know, um, you know, I'm on your email list. So I think that's where I first heard about it, but it's a really neat study. What, why did you all decide to do it? And, you know, talk a little bit about it. Well, it um, jumping off from what we were just talking about, such an important part of our role as a strategic firm is to understand our clients customers and 
we've been doing this a long time and we know a lot of stuff, but a lot changed. And so we felt it was the opportune time for us to do some research. And we do a fair amount of research as an agency, but in particular, what we wanted to learn more about was what was going on between the ears for buyers, not so much about what product were they buying or where were they buying, but like, what are they feeling about getting into a home? And because our job as marketers is to help them get into a home, right? And to find them and to know who we're talking to and how they want to be talked to during that sales and marketing process. So we figured the more we can understand about that with fresh data, fresh insights, the better job we can do for our clients and also share out to the rest of the industry because we've all had a lot of change to navigate. Um, so we commissioned a, with our survey partner who we've used for a number of other things, audience audit, what's called an attitudinal survey. And the idea of that is you come out of it, not so much with demographic information as we are so familiar with or persona information, but with responses to questions about how do you feel about XYZ. And so that's the kind of information that we came out with is learning, grouping people into these shared attitudes, and then being able to learn from that what is really important to them during the home buying process. And how, how are they feeling about that? What's working? What's not working? Yeah, that's really cool. Well, any big surprises in the results? There were some. Yeah. So, so we fielded this survey in late March, early April of this year. So this is still very fresh data. And the group that we studied were people who had recently purchased between November 22, March of 23. And so if you think back to what was going on at that time, we had already seen 10 interest rate hikes, inflation was setting in, home prices had been climbing. And so if you are a buyer in that space, it's not the easiest environment to navigate. And, and we Still, we're resolving supply chain issues, you know, lots and lots of pressures on that space. Very inflammatory news headlines, all of it. <laughs> so, you know, it's not the most comfortable, sweet space to be right. right. Anyway, but people bought. And so those were the people we wanted to study. We were like, well, if they're buying, what can we learn from that to help our builder clients still sell houses to people, given whatever they're thinking about right now? So in doing an attitudinal survey, typically the, the attitudinal cohorts or groups are going to sort out into three, maybe four like-sized groups um, and are sorted out into three groups. But rather than about a third, a third, a third, we had only 22% in one group. Mm. And unfortunately, that one small group was the only group that maintained that they felt confident and satisfied. Wow. The other two groups um, combined, um, we had at 38% people who expressed feeling burdened and disappointed, 40% mm. felt stressed and regretful of their home purchase. So that's about 78% that weren't real happy with what they'd done. That's right. Wow. And that's, that's unsettling. Very unsettling. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and especially you and I both know this. This is an industry that tries really hard to create a good experience for their buyers. They know they're creating something very important in their lives. It's their home where they're going to grow their family. Like, you know, I mean, all the all the things that we write about all the time and people believe in, yet 22% were confident and satisfied in that process. 
So that's one one piece, and that'll continue to come up as we're talking today. But the other one was around trust. And and, and this was not anything we're particularly expecting to come out of the survey, neither of these sets of results, which is what was so astonishing about them to us. Um, but as you might expect, people trust family and friends most. Right after that, of the segments that we had in here, they trusted real estate agents. 51% said they highly trust real estate agents. However, 37% expressed having a high level of trust in master plan community representatives. Oh, wow. And 21% only expressed highly trusting their home builder representatives. Hmm. So that's a bit of a crisis um, in the space. And certainly some builders are doing better than others in, in that regard. But the reason that that's important, it, besides the obvious one of it's hard to sell a home to someone who doesn't trust you, right? right? And given equivalent product and other offerings, if I'm talking to builder A and builder B and I trust one and I don't trust the other, it's an easy choice. That's who I'm going to that's who I'm going to do business with. And so it costs sales. But not only that, it's easier to be a customer service representative in a high trust environment. Even a superintendent in those exchanges that they have with someone who trusts them versus someone who does not mm -hmm. are very different. You and I both can appreciate what it's like to be a social media team or a PR person and navigating a bunch of happy, confident, satisfied buyers or ones who don't have a high level of trust in you. It's a very different world. And I, I had... Um, yeah. A meeting not long ago in the ULI council that I'm on, and um, there was an attorney in there who had been reporting on their builder defect lawsuits were up. And so mm. we had a longer conversation about that. And I said, you know, what do you think that has to do with what we just talked about from my survey? And he said, and, and I'm not quoting him directly, but the sentiment was people who trust you tend not to sue you. Right. Yeah. And so you can see it's it's far reaching in all of those different departments, if you will, but it's also, it's the brand, you know, mm -hmm. and all the time, if people, if your customers don't have a high level of trust in you, the value of the brand begins to erode over time too. So it's a, oh, it's absolutely. a big deal um, to think about it, to address it. Um, and I think that there are things to do. There's no one magic knob. Right turn <laughs> well you know it's interesting it's you know things that need to happen in the marketing space but then it's also business process you know if at the core your customer doesn't trust you it's not just marketing it's way more than that yes but since since you and I are marketers you know what are a few tips I mean you know that you can give to builders of things they could do marketing wise I mean I guess the the one kind of obvious one low-hanging fruit would be you know more testimonials and reviews Yes, yeah. um, it didn't get as high a rating from people as I also thought it would, but they but they don't hurt. Right. So I, I still believe in them personally, like in spite of whatever the data yeah. tells us there, because um because I do and because we've seen them work. We know that, for example, the first thing that people want to find when they come to the website, and this is across all demographics, across all of the groups, is they want pricing. They want mm -hmm. pricing transparency. And I know you've talked about this in other contexts as well. Yep. Um, but that transparency, that consistency, 
don't tell me that you're from the 350s when the lowest price home you have is five now. Right. Exactly. That, you know, it's like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, let me self-disqualify that. No, there's no way I can afford a $500,000 home. So I just need to move on, but don't loop me in and then dump me because I, uh, it's not where I, great point. Yeah. And so that that's one simple thing, right? But also um, every single touch point, and some of this is sales and some of this is marketing, but every single touch point is an opportunity to either build trust or erode trust, to either yep. grow confidence or to shatter it a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the things that we learned is that by and large, these buyers did not feel they had the support that they needed through the process. And so a huge thing from the marketing perspective is anticipating what those buyers need to know and giving it to them at the appropriate time. Website is huge. Website is big across all demographics, across all of these attitudinal segments. Mm -hmm. So look at the website, not like you look as a marketer, not like you look as a salesperson on that team, but as a buyer. And we even recommend getting someone to sit with you who is home shopping, but not in our industry at all and say, okay, what would you do? And then right. what would you do? And how did you feel about those five clicks to get to that next thing? <laughs> right, yeah. Most people don't like five clicks. I can already no, tell you that. No, they like two no. or three. Yeah, right. and like, what are you looking for that you're not finding? Right. Or what made you go, ooh, I'm staying on this site longer and yeah. I want to continue because of X, Y, Z that I'm seeing. Was it words? Mm-hmm. Was it pictures? Was it the UX? Um, any any of that, but get a fresh eye on the website in particular. Yeah. The email nurture campaigns, you know, and variations on that, that we do. Are we being generous with information or are we holding it so close until they do the next thing? Like you have to talk to me on the phone. Right. Or you have to give me more about you before mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. And, you know, to the extent that it's going to make sense to do it. Yeah. Give them the information, trust the buyer to understand they know what they want and what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, they might buy from you. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here thinking they're buying from them anyway. Right. right? They're buying right. from them anyway. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean transparency, authenticity. It's yes. it's the root of so many things. And it's interesting that it's such a big miss, but but I get it. I'm just sitting here thinking, and you know, part of it I think let's just blame on the pandemic because you know, pricing's all over the place. And I know I've got a lot of clients who don't want to give a specific price because it's gonna change. And until it's built, it. they're kind of scared to price it. But I can see where that would be incredibly frustrating to new home buyers. And what's interesting to me about it is it's not a complete roadblock to them because they're buying anyway. And it's probably because so many builders can't give exact pricing, but, um, wow. Yeah. Well, and and to your point, you know, if, if you can't, or you're not going to give a price until you're at X step, Tell people that. Just Tell that. Yeah, it's 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 about um, disclosing as much as you can, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. 
Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how denim marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. It's kind of interesting. So, you know, even with all these roadblocks, we have an awful lot of people buying. Right. You know, what is what is motivating them? You know, what what came out of the survey as, you know, the things that they like to see the most? Yeah. Well, what's what we don't have in this particular survey is like what did they care the most about in terms of product? I mean, we have some data points, but nothing that is that's of that much interest. But what we do know is about the buying process, what they're looking for, what's going to get them in and keep them in. And you and I ah. both know the builders spend a lot of money on marketing. Mm-hmm. And you know, what are they doing the marketing for? To get people to go somewhere, either to the website usually or to the models. Right. You know, they're spending a lot of money to make that happen. So if that's happening successfully and we've got someone at the website or we've got them at the model, let's be sure that they have the best possible experience in those Mm -hmm. places that that they can. That really counts for them across all the demographics. They care about seeing people in person and Mm -hmm. models. So not, these are people who just bought, you know, tail end of the pandemic and they do care about it. So, I, I, you know, as much as we've seen a lot of shifts to virtual buying and a lot of other kind of information, still top right is I do care about seeing that person face to face and I do care about seeing the model. It's not everybody. It's not all of them, but it's a high percentage of people really do care about that. So creating the the best possible experience and all of those touch points is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Giving them the information that we know they're probably going to need. Like Mm -hmm. we we might know more than the buyer knows at this point. They're buying one house so far, maybe first one in their life or maybe first new home, even if they've bought resale before big pain point was not understanding the buying process. Mm. So that's a big thing to dig into as marketers is how can we help them more easily understand A, B, C, D, E are going to happen. Here's when you have to do whatever, make it simple, straightforward, and don't make them have to ask for it and put it in a PDF they can print or a fancy Mm -hmm. app or however you do it, but make sure that it is how it works and what their experience is going to be they want regular communication, whatever that means. You know, mm-hmm. certainly once they're into the process, don't leave them just hanging out there and wondering. I haven't heard from anybody in a while. You know, like what's going on? Yeah. I'm probably freaking out and I'm spending more than I ever thought I'd have to spend. And across all segments, they said this is one of the biggest decisions I'll ever make. Oh, I'll yeah. have a lasting impact on my life. Yeah. And we're causing them anxiety by not communicating with them. Great. You know, great. So wonderful. Yeah. Ooh, wow. So lots of room for improvement for sure. And that, you know, and all of that to say, like, none of this is meant to beat up our friends in the industry. Right, right. We understand that it has been 
a very rough go for builders from the operations standpoint, just to build houses with mm-hmm. supply and labor issues and all, you know, all that they are navigating. But the time is right right now to really dig back in on the marketing and sales approach because the yeah. buyers are bruised right now. They need more from us in the way of support and information that's going to help them make a decision that they feel like they had the right resources to do that with. Right. Um, we even think about builders have all kinds of resources from their financing professionals to design people, to people who help with downsizing and moving and uh, you know all of that. And they have these relationships in place already, but can they leverage those relationships for the good of their customer? Is it could be as simple as, you know, a guest blog. It could be mm-hmm. a site workshop or a webinar or a checklist or whatever, whatever yeah. that tool might be. But all of that would start to help make me, the buyer, feel like they're helping me. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that in spades compared to the guy down the street that I'm also looking at and they're, it's crickets dealing with them, guess what? You're moving me further down the road to trusting you and to buying from you. The top 45% of the buyers, their top most important quality, doesn't mean it wasn't important to others, but the first one was that the builder is easy to work with. Mm -hmm. And easy to work with can come through in our marketing materials, easy to navigate a website, Mm -hmm. Easy to get a response when you have a question in social media or on chat. Easy to talk to the person that I'm talking with. Easy nice. to understand the buying process. All of that. All of that counts. Yeah, absolutely. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, any um, generational differences? Did you all see any? You know, huge wins that builders could make with uh, millennials or Gen Z. It's such an interesting thing. By and large. Everybody was separated far more by these attitudinal segments Uh, than by um, any kind of demographic information. But uh, there are a couple of things that are slight differences, not significant ones for the millennials. Um, They're slightly more likely to use a realtor than the groups. They're slightly more likely, as is Gen Z, to follow the builder on social media, but not exponentially, not even maybe as by by as much as some might think. But every group ranked social media lower in the, on that trust scale. Interesting. Yeah, for their buying process. Yet yeah. some very much liked it for it helping them to better understand the buying process. Right. And by social media, we grouped in, you know, all the standards, including YouTube and TikTok and so on. Mm-hmm. But Gen Z needs more education. Many of the buyers did, but, and it makes sense. You know, they're the young, right. they're, they haven't had as much earning time under their belt. They're a little more likely to ask friends for builder recommendations so that social proof is mm-hmm. kind of an important thing for this group. They especially value the builder being easy to work with. So I I would challenge builders to find creative ways to be easier right. to work with for yeah. that cohort, especially if they're offering a product in a price point that might more typically appeal to Gen Z 
mm-hmm. maybe a more urban feeling community, some of the things that they might more likely be looking for, be sure that they're really tailoring the marketing and sales approaches for that group. Um, and then they are significantly, Gen Z is significantly more likely to value the builder websites, mm. search, realtors, and this one surprised me, email newsletters. Mm. Than the That's interesting. Yeah. But like all of the groups across the board at the top are location and cost as their mm-hmm. top considerations. Yeah. That's kind no of, huge surprise, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, lots of really good nuggets from this. Any other thoughts on, you know, ways home builders can apply this? You know, what would your, you know, if you had to give them the first three things to do, what would you tell them to do? Well, this this is broad, but close the trust gap and do that at every touch point. Yeah. And just walk through that buyer process and ask yourself, are you going up or down on that trust meter? Give them information, be their best resource, anticipate what they're going to need and be sure that they have it. Again, with 78% feeling not great about this whole process. Focus on the things that are your opportunity to bump them into that confident and satisfied group. And that's the pricing transparency being a go-to resource for their information. Don't make them have to go somewhere else. You can do that in part by adding value from other partners to be helpful, listen, help them solve problems um, and help them navigate the process. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So Closing that trust gap seems like it's just paramount. That's what everybody should focus on in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to mean different things for different builders and for different developers. But if they can really put a critical eye to that, that's, that's where they can focus and really make a difference. We spend a lot of money getting them to come to us. Don't lose them at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing, nothing inexpensive about marketing. So you want to do it correctly and then capture as many of them as you can. You don't want to, you know, market and then just have to continue to find new people because they don't trust you once they meet you in person. That's not good. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so. just not a, not a happy cycle to be in. in yeah. And then you get into the referrals and testimonials that look great in one scenario, not so great in the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are running low on time. So how can listeners get more information on you and your Beyond Buyer Profiles and Demographics study? A mouthful, I know. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so if um, WIC Marketing, W-I-C-K Marketing.com slash research will take you to a landing page where you can download the study, you can download the interactive data tool so you can get in and actually play around with the data yourself on Tableau, which is pretty handy for people who are inclined to do that. Um, That's cool. They're like, I just want a 10-minute conversation. I don't want to do all of that. Mm -hmm. They can talk to me, Barbara at wickmarketing.com. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Wick Marketing is on LinkedIn and, you know, all the social channels and all of that too. But I'd love to chat with anybody, you know, just see if their business can benefit from knowing a little bit more about this study. Most can. And it's been a fascinating bunch of conversations I've had since we first presented the survey at PCBC. And um, the conversations that I've had with people, I think, have been really impactful and seeing some of what they're changing and how it's opening their eyes to this really is a call to action for our business and for our industry and a huge opportunity because of that. Now that we know where there are some issues and some things to do about it, 
being able to make some shifts there is really going to benefit those who take those actions over the ones who maybe are less inclined to do so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to make improvements. Yeah. Always looking for it, aren't we? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I'm going to say this is a wrap of this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I want to thank Barbara Ray, Senior Vice President of Strategic Growth with WIC Marketing for joining me in studio today. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. Um, If you enjoyed today's show, then please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. If you'd like to stay in touch with us and make sure you don't miss an episode, then sign up on Stitcher, Spotify, or iTunes to download Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio on a regular basis. If you're interested in being on the show, shoot me an email, carol at denimmarketing.com, and let me know what you'd like to talk to me about. With that, thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you right here again next week. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans, Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, Contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.